welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello there, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to today's episode and very special welcome if it's your first time. Also a special welcome if you're here all the time. (laughs) It's none, you know, no less special if you're here all the time. Thank you for being here. I am excited today to talk about momentum and what that means for our health and fitness and really our lives in general. The momentum is so powerful. There is kind of an art to getting the ball rolling where, so today I'm going to share with you five tips for gaining traction, for kind of kickstarting and getting that momentum going. So I think this is so important because, and there's like a ton of research that backs me up here. So it's not just Brittany Pearson thinks it's important, but we as humans need to see that what we are doing makes a difference or it's just, it feels futile, right? We're like, what is the point? Like we're banging our heads against the wall. And I've heard this from clients before of like, I've been eating healthily. Like I've been doing all the things I've been doing the workouts. And, you know, that's an interesting conversation because sometimes that is like what they're actually doing needs to be tweaked, right? That's maybe the person who comes to me who's just doing a lot of cardio or eating low calorie. And I'm like, well, we got to tweak a couple things here. We got to get you strength training. We've got to balance out what you're eating and not just, you know, be so in one category, maybe up your protein on and on. Okay. Right. Sometimes we need actual tweaks here, but that's the thing is like, we need to see progress. We need to feel some forward motion in order for it to inspire us to keep going, especially when we are giving up or feel like we're giving up something in order to attain these goals. So I'm going to share with you kind of a personal example because for me, this was not in the health and fitness world because when I started um, kind of getting serious, I'd say for lack of a better phrase here about health and fitness, when I, when I found strength training, I stopped just doing a lot of cardio all the time. I actually learned about body mechanics and, and whatnot. 
And then in nutrition, when I segued from just eating what I thought was quote unquote overall healthily to finding out about balancing my macros, things like that. When I was starting to do all of this, this was not an intentional like before and after, like I'm going to start out and I worked with a coach or something and then here's my after. So I didn't know really to, to track where I was starting from picture wise or, or number wise or anything like that. So I don't have great documentation because people will ask that, like if I share a picture that I'm, you know, can scrounge up just a random picture from, you know, in a group photo or something from that can quote unquote be like the before. But I do know that I had to be around like 30% body fat just because I took it once somewhere in my early 20s and it was around 30. And then I was like 19 or 20 at that point. And uh, then before my wedding was down around like 18% is like the lowest I have gotten and and probably ever will get, <laughs> by the way, because I have no desire to do uh, the sacrifice it takes to get back to under 20. I'm happy around 2021. 20, but anyways, um, so I didn't like document it. I didn't have the traction, the quick wins. It was kind of, I just was really intrigued by what I was learning in the process. And then in that time, was also starting to study personal training and group fitness and get certified and get certified in more things and specializations and get a nutrition certificate. So it's just like a whole process. And I didn't, you know, maybe I felt better from my workouts or saw results along the way, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm down a couple percent. Like, I didn't think I even checked in that much. It was just all of a sudden one day I was kind of like, oh, I look different. Like I look leaner. You can like see muscle more and things like that. So I don't totally relate in honestly the health and fitness way, but where I do relate to this is actually in, which probably relates to a lot of you still listening who <laughs> are around my age range and younger um, and maybe older as well, but in the student loan department. So when my husband and I got married, we had about $100,000 in student loan debt. And you know what? It seemed like there was no way we we're ever going to be done with that. Full disclosure, we're not totally done with that. But we are, we've been married seven years and we have, we're down to less than a quarter of what that once was, right? And that's like many of us through the seasons of having babies and doing this and that and, you know, home things and whatever, buying a house, all the stuff, right? Um, but this is something that I can relate to heavily because if you do not see progress, if you do not see traction happening, like, that is just defeating to think like, oh my gosh, we're steering up this mountain and we are never going to dig our way out. And I'm sure a lot of you again, relate to that because that's a very common thing in our society today, but you might feel like that again with health and fitness. If you have 50 pounds, a hundred pounds, over a hundred pounds to lose, like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? Well, we're going to get there. All right. We're going to get you started. And if you're not in looking to lose a bunch of weight, you can still apply the power of momentum to many other areas even health and fitness too, just in a different way, not necessarily with fat loss or weight loss. So according to Merriam-Webster, we'll start there. Momentum is defined as strength or force gained by motion or a series of events. So an example, the wagon gained momentum as it rolled down the hill. All right. So how we gain traction is by action, right? We're not going to, it says by motion or a series of events, we've got to start something, in order to get going. Like, and that's a huge, that's a pre-tip to the five tips that we cannot ignore the importance of because the fear is so big. Like 
just being paralyzed by, well, I don't know what to do or what if, or is this the right thing? Where action is the best antidote to fear. We cannot, like, once you just take a step, everything seems less scary, right? If it's back to the debt example, if we just sat down and made a budget the first time, like, which we did do, you know, those kinds of like first steps, it starts to feel less scary when you start enacting some kind of plan or move in some way. All right. So, five tips to gain traction here. Tip one is you have got to start. Okay. Dead example. We just had to start paying toward it. Right. So in whatever way that looks like, that could be by cutting back on expenses. That could be by increasing income. That could be both in the health and fitness department, start something. Okay. So tip one is just to start. If you're not moving at all right now, start doing one workout a week. Okay. If you're not eating any vegetables right now, start eating one serving of vegetable a day. Like it sounds silly, but you're not going to wake up one night. Most of us are not going to wake up and just totally 180 everything. Some people's personalities are like that. And sometimes they're lucky enough or I don't know, consistent enough that it sticks. A lot of times that's when we see like the yo-yo or the bouncing around of like, I'm all in, I'm all off. I'm all in, I'm all off. But starting somewhere and building upon it is a really good sustainable way to do something like that. If you're eating out five days a week, maybe cut off just one, get it down to four days a week, get it down to three days a week, like just start something. And then like, I've heard this example before with cleaning and organizing this same tip of like, just start somewhere. And I've heard the advice given of start with what's bugging you the most, because that kind of gives you a quick win. That's what we're looking for when we're talking momentum, we're talking traction. So maybe if you're like, I don't know what my one thing would be to start in health and fitness, what do you think is going to give you like the quickest return so that you feel really good from it. Um, I feel really good when I am eating three to five servings of vegetables a day. So if I've been slacking on that, getting back to that is going to make me feel less bloated, more energetic, you know, things like that. If I have been eating out a lot, then yeah, cutting out eating out in general, just as my whole thing is going to help me feel a lot better right away. Cause I will, again, we'll be feeling less bloated and whatnot. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to keep visual reminders and revisit your goals often. So dead example, we would keep a little tracker on the side of our fridge that showed what our loans were, what they came down to, what they currently are. There's lots of different ways people like to do this, little thermometers or pie charts or, you know, whatever. People have, you know, (laughs) this is a whole there's a whole world out there that people get really into. I've seen people like paper chains around their house. That's not us, but we do like a good little you know, visual of what the sum was and what it is down to. And that helps me because when, you know, I think part of the reason that we don't reach our goals sometimes is we forget about them. We forget that our little daily actions are affecting that goal. So when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I just get a bunch of ads for frownies, they target me a lot. Actually, not that much lately. (laughs) I think I've been looking up actually more clothes lately for postpartum times say, you know, the comfiest PJs and the best lounge pants and the whatever, whatever. I can think like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm seeing visual reminders elsewhere in the house, like you've got goals here. We're not just blowing money on the latest Instagram ad, right? So keep visual reminders. You can do the same thing in health and fitness. You could do this with pounds lost. If you are going for weight loss, not everyone needs to do that. Fat loss is usually more appropriate. Um, but maybe, you're also looking for things like performance goals. So 
how many pull-ups you got or push-ups or um, how many miles you ran, a goal date for something. I just had a client recently who set a goal of um, like clothes size that she wanted to be at for her, an upcoming trip that was like six months away. So we had a lot of time. And that was a fun goal for her to kind of track and then keep a visual reminder of somewhere like where you're at, the progress you've done, all that. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is to just just focus on your next step and stay in your lane. This is like back to that mountain thing. If we just looked at, oh my gosh, we have 100K in debt and we're just staring at this mountain like we might as well not even start climbing because it's too steep, you know? So just look at the very next step. Look at how you're going to get to the next benchmark, get to the next. If say your goal, one of your goals is like to be able to do 10 body weight pushups and you're at one, like, great. The next goal is two. try to do two tomorrow. You know, it's one thing at a time when we take our eyes off and look at the whole thing, it's overwhelming. It's impossible. And again, for people who have, you know, a significant amount of weight to lose or really need to change a lot of unhealthy habits into healthier habit habits, step by step, like work the plan of what you're doing right now. When I uh, work with clients one-on-one, which at healthycatholicmoms.com, you could book just a coaching call with me just for a very limited time because I'm taking off when I have the baby of these. But um, we'll come up with a game plan where you have like one thing you're focusing on per week. Week one, you are just focusing on getting your water intake where it should be. Week two, you're focusing on getting your workouts going like one thing at a time. So it doesn't all seem so daunting and then stay in your lane, stay where you're at, watch where you're going. It's like, if you're running a marathon and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to do 26 miles. No, run the mile you're in, then worry about the next mile. All right. Tip number four is to use micro goals or daily lists. I am a huge fan of the mentality of just winning the day. And I've shared this before. It's Andy Frisella's idea, not mine, that uh, you just want to set out to win the day. And then those days add up. And yeah, at the end of the month, you might've lost five days, quote unquote, and won 25 days, but that's still winning the month. Okay. Cause we cannot win every day, every time. Um, and I use by win, I mean, accomplishing the things that you set out to do that day, you know, and like I'll silly example right now, started drinking red raspberry leaf tea for this third trimester pregnancy. And I wrote it out, I think in September, it's like September goals, drink red raspberry leaf tea daily and this and that couple other things. I probably drank it twice in September. And then I was like, oh shoot. Okay. I really got to actually start doing that in October. So now I do write that on like my daily to do's and I've still missed some days, but I have one more days that I've lost. So that's working towards, you know, the goal of having hopefully a safe, quick, healthy delivery and, you know, recovery from that and whatnot. So my neighbor's weed whacking. Sorry. You probably heard that. <laughs> uh, so use micro goals or daily lists and micro goals are just, you know, breaking your bigger goals down to smaller goals. So if you have the goal of, um, say my client who need, who was trying to go down like three sizes in six months, you know, she would have every two months been hoping to be a size down, right? Or for us debt wise, like hoping to hit different numbers by the end of each year or by the end of each quarter, by the end of each month, micro goals like that. Okay. And last tip for this, we're getting traction here is to reward yourself 
for hitting milestones along the way. So for us, <laughs> I shared in that example, yeah, it would not serve us well to have a money-related goal, but some people do do this. I've heard on different you know, um, finance podcasts and things like that, where they're saying if you are working toward even a goal of paying off debt to let yourself celebrate when you hit certain milestones, like you hit whatever milestone you were shooting for, and then you spend money to go out to dinner or go away for the weekend or whatever, like take little kind of breaks to get your, you know, to just keep yourself in the game. There's also another approach that's saying like, okay, don't set yourself back from that. And I think in the food department, that second approach of don't set yourself back is better. And personally, that's what we do for money as well. We're not like, yay, we paid off five grand more. Now let's go, you know, below 500 bucks on something, you know, but all in good things. It also would be fine to spend 50 bucks to go out to dinner to celebrate that. So I get that mentality. Um, but say food and whatnot, like if you, I've used this before with clients or talked with clients about this, like a lot of us are extrinsically motivated. We're motivated by outside factors. So saying, if I hit all my workouts this month, I get to go have a pedicure. Now that's a a money related thing, but we're talking back about health and fitness here. Or say, if I stick to my 80-20 clean eating plan, 80% whole clean foods and 20% treats for this week, I will get to read a book and have a bubble bath at the end of the week, whatever, like that's totally free to do. But if like, say for example, yours was nutrition related, I would not make your reward food related is my point. Like, yay, because I have seen people do that. I worked very briefly at a place that had a very strict uh, nutrition plan for its members to follow. And I was not down with it. And it just was not a great fit because it was definitely one of those extreme, like six week extreme transformation kind of vibes or eight week. I forget what it was, but it had people eating very low calorie, very clean foods, no moderation, really working out five, six times a week so that they could hit their targets and then they'd hit their targets. And then what a lot of people did who needed to lose like a hundred or more pounds would do a six week one, then do a little like reward day then hop back into another six week one and like continue on in that till they got to their goal weight. But then majority of people who I saw once they hit their goal weight and I wasn't even working there long enough, but I, you already, I was there long enough to see that most people could not sustain that fat loss or weight loss beyond like a couple weeks because they were just in this, they didn't really change. They didn't learn to how, like how to be able to live with it. So that's why I teach a more balanced approach, but I remember one member saying to me, like, after Friday, like it was ending on Friday and they had to weigh in, like, I'm going out and getting pizza and wings and a couple pitchers of beer. And I'm thinking like, man, and then you're going to hop into this again, you know, next week. So I would not recommend doing that. But rewards are great. He could have done like a once I get to Friday, I'm going to go golfing for the day or I'm going to go for a nice hike or something like that. Something else that he enjoyed that would have rewarded himself that was not, you know, ingesting a whole lot of calories and probably making himself sick at that point because he wasn't used to it. So those are my tips for you. I'm going to recap them real quickly. We're talking about momentum and traction today. Number one is just start. Number two is keep visual reminders. Number three is focus on the next step and stay in your lane. Number four is use micro goals or daily lists. And number five is to reward yourself for hitting milestones along the way. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that gets you thinking. Next episode, we're going to talk about what to do about cravings. And this is a very real conversation. 
Many of us battle cravings, wonder what to do with cravings. Like, do they mean our body's missing something? Do they mean we're just having this random, you know, desire? Did we see it or hear about it? All of that. We're going to get into that next episode. (laughs) All right. So until then, I hope you have a great rest of your day. If you want to join the email list and for some reason you were not on our email list, just uh, you could sign up on the website um, for the free macro download. That'll give you that'll get you on the email list. But you also could just DM me your email and I'll add you over on um, Instagram. If you want to just DM me, it's Healthy Catholic Moms or my email is Brittany at HealthyCatholicMoms.com. Every Thursday, I drop new emails that are all recipes or full workout videos, all just fun stuff. And then you are the first people to know if I'm doing another challenge or have spots open up for something, that kind of thing too. But that's like once or twice a month and the rest of the time is all just fun freebies. So, all right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you next time.